welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Adam's Rib. This is episode 126. Oh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to <laughs> us. We really appreciate all the love, all the support. You guys are the best, the bomb, everything. Um, so be sure to check us out on iTunes. You always have to help me here. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. For some there reason, was a lot of eye rolls. Jessica cannot remember this. <laughs> That's a lot of eye roll. There was a lot of neck. There was a lot of attitude. <laughs> Just because I have memory issues. Uh, we so, hope you, know, you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Yes. I hope you all ate good and preparing for the next round in another month or so. Mm, right. So, <laughs> but this is exciting. We, um, this, like I said, episode 126. Mm-hmm. Saved uh, we have, by Grace. Yeah, Saved by Grace. We have a special guest. I'm really excited. Well, I always get excited when we have guests. It makes our job easy. Yes. And we learn. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But we have Mr. Lyndon Jones. Hey. In the studio with us today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. And we have his gorgeous hey. wife, Gabby. Hey. Oh, and then we have their baby. <laughs> She's super cute, too. Oh, my gosh. What's her name again? Isabella. Isabella. Hi, Isabella. Oh, she says hi. <laughs> Say hi her own way. She's so cute. <laughs> So, we just really are happy to have you here. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for having us. And just go ahead and give us a little bit of background about yourself and... And tell us why you're here today and why you have been saved by grace. Saved by grace. Oh, wait. Shout out to one of our listeners. You're the cousin of Kelly Doucette, right? I am. Shout out to you, Kelly. Shout out to you, (laughs) Because she told me, she's like, Lindsay, you've got to have my cousin on your show. Like, he he will be good for your show. I'm like, cool. I trust you. So. Nice. (laughs) So, okay. So, Lyndon, give us a little background about yourself. All right, so obviously I'm the cousin of Kelly Doucette. <laughs> and so, uh, so growing up in Fort Wayne, I come from a Christian background. Both of my parents are Christian, was in church every Sunday, even if I had a cold, asthma attack, broken ankle, it didn't matter. I'm in church every that Sunday. That sounds like a typical black family. Right. So, <laughs> so that's where I'm coming from. So about the age of eight, I get baptized because I wanted to join the children's choir. And the prerequisite to join the children's choir was baptism. Okay. So I get baptized. <laughs> parents are happy. Go on. Mm-hmm. Graduate high school. I go off to IU Bloomington. Great campus, great university. But IU really p- proved the validity of my faith, mm-hmm. being that my baptism at eight years old was in vain. There was no- nothing that took root in my heart at that time that uh, caused my heart to change in the way that I live, the way that I think, the way that I act. Yeah. So. Because you were eight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not even that. I I never even heard the gospel. Mm I never even come face to face with my sin, with my reality of what what I had done. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that left to a a vain profession of faith. IU comes around, and uh, I have a lot of fun, have a lot of good times, but that led me down a path of just deep darkness. Things mm-hmm. that in my heart that I was struggling with start to come out as far as struggling with sexual morality, mm-hmm. pornography, drug abuse, alcoholism, I mean, partying, cussing. I mean, you, I mean, maybe a typical college experience, some people would say, yeah. but 
to the degree that I was doing those things was very extent, extensive. When were you at IU? What year? I was there from 2006 to 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, go through that whole experience. 2010 comes around, and I started to feel the weight of my sin, the, the guilt that I would do these things, whether it be watching porn or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going out getting drunk yeah. or something like that. I'm sorry, we always interrupt. <laughs> Why do you think no, you do to you? Why do you think all of a sudden you felt that way? Like, why? Did, why do you think that just happened? Like, you know, 2006. You know, when you got there. Sure, I think in my conscience there was always the reality of right and wrong. Okay, but suppressing that truth. Mm-hmm. That which a lot of us do. That's why I asked knowing that. that <laughs> yeah. You know, watching a video on the internet is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, we all instinctively know that. Right. But I don't want to face the reality that it's wrong, so I suppress that in my conscience, mm-hmm. yeah. so that I can continue to entertain myself with yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, you justify it. I'm assuming probably exactly, in your mind. Yeah. Exactly. So when it comes to 2010, and I'm still doing these things, I feel that weight more and more on my conscience. Yeah. Uh, which led me to ultimately. She said, "Amen, amen, okay. Isabel." Thanks, <laughs> baby. Which led me. Oh, bye, bye. that little girl. Uh, which led me ultimately in 2010 to want to attempt suicide, mm-hmm. uh, just because. By that point, I mean it's five years of living this lifestyle mm-hmm. in darkness, and I felt like the only way to escape was by death, and. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best way uh, for to ease my pain and mm-hmm. to escape the guilt I was enduring. And uh, I bought some household chemicals t- to uh, suffocate myself in a closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went into my closet in my apartment December 2010 with all these little chemicals, had a bucket, had a towel so I could put under the ta- uh, towel under the door mm-hmm. to not let the fumes escape. And while I was in there, I just began to cry, and I was just really afraid because I knew that there had to be justice for the wrong that I had done. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew that I had done wrong. There was no doubt in my mind about that. I knew that somewhere down the road, I would have to come face-to-face with somebody's justice for Mm -hmm. what I've done. And so I was too afraid to die, and I had a small but deep desire to live. And so I, you know, come out of the closet no pun intended. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, but you married. Got you, So, as I'm crying, I just thought back to the only thing that I knew when life was simple, when life was easy, when mm-hmm. life was happy. And that was just the Bible. That was just church. That was just Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I found this old, dusty King James Version in my desk in my apartment. And I just opened it, or before I opened it, I prayed a small, little, simple prayer. Nothing deep, nothing super theological. It's just, God, I need you to save me. Otherwise, I'll self-destruct. Mm-hmm. It's just the heart of my prayer. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to open my Bible, and whatever it opens to, that's just what God has for me. Mm-hmm. And as God would have it, I opened up my Bible at random to John 15. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar, that's the passage where Jesus says, I am divine and you are the branches. Mm-hmm. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And the branches that do not produce fruit are thrown into the fire. And when I read that passage for the first time, it was as if I recognized the one that was speaking to me. It wasn't like I heard an audible voice, of course mm-hmm. not. 
But reading but that, I knew. Eli did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not right. Eli. I didn't have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was being said. It resonated in my heart. And that night, I confessed to God my sin as much as I could think of. And I decided that I was going to turn away from this lifestyle and I was going to pursue Christ. Wow. That's powerful. Amen. Save we can let Loki wrap it up with that, but we won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> we ain't done. <laughs> that was really powerful. And I know you can kind of yeah, relate. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've had that same season. I've tried to kill myself, too. And so um, I-, I wonder, though, well, when you were saying, like, you had that just a little bit, just a small portion of you that still wanted to live, I guess I had that moment, too. Like, well, because here I am. Right. But, uh so, and I think anybody that kind of gets to that place, like to that low, mm-hmm. where you feel like death may be the only option you have left, when you still have that little bit in there, like yeah. when it's something that's still sparking in that brain, like, eh, well, but maybe if mm-hmm. I do stay, like maybe there's something. Yeah. Right. You got to hang on to that mm-hmm. because that is God. Like, mm-hmm. and people don't give that little, that little that's piece. That's a spirit check. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that little piece has a lot of power. Yeah. It ain't much. You don't want it that, I mean, cause honestly in that moment when I was where I was, I didn't want life that bad. Yeah. But it was just like a little bit. That sounds like Linda had to just, just a little bit. Yeah. Little just piece. a little bit. Yeah. It was just yeah. like something was like, something back here was telling me it's, yeah. it's worth it. It's okay. So Linda, when you read that scripture, like, did you, like, throw the chemicals away? Like, then, like, what what happened when we read the picture? Were like, you, like, saved then all of a sudden? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that night, that was the night that I actually was, that God actually saved me. Mm-hmm. And that I received a new heart with new desires. I did nothing with the chemicals. A week later, after that, I ended up relocating from Bloomington mm-hmm. back to Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. This is towards the end of the semester. Finals are over. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's December 2010. And I called my parents about two days later, told them what happened. You and told your parents? I told them that I wanted to come home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until later that I told them what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was leaving. I knew that I could not stay in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Because if I were to stay with the friends I was hanging out with, the things we were mm-hmm. doing, yeah. there's no way I was going to come out of that clean. So mm-hmm. right. a week later, I ended up relocating, moving back home. And um, just started to set aside all the things that God dis- was displeased with in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I packed up, I threw away all that stuff when I had to move. Yeah. So how long did you stay in Fort Wayne? Like, was it for a season? Yeah, it was a brief season because uh, obviously nobody can live with their parents too long. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Preach it. Okay. <laughs> so. I moved back home <clears throat> December 2010, mm-hmm. and I stayed there until, I want to say July 2011. Okay. And in that time, that's when I met my wife, Gabby. Mm-hmm. So I met Gabby, actually, on Twitter. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> so um, I'm on Twitter looking, trying to uh, just follow new people, and I found her. Mm-hmm. And she wrote me, and she was like, hey. Oh, she's sending them DMs. Yeah, I see them you, Gary. Right? Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the holy life, holy life. Right? <laughs> right? In a good way. Right. With much grace. With much grace. But nonetheless, right. she slid in my DMs. Right. right. <laughs> and she's not even denying it. She's like, I did. That bonus is powerful. Yes. So after she slid in my DMs, <laughs> I, mean, uh, 
we started talking, hanging out, and um, but then we started to cultivate a relationship. And um, we started to cultivate a relationship. And she was actually another vital instrument of God's grace in my life mm-hmm. to sanctify me. And uh, Gabby would share just some things about worship and seeking God and seeking truth and kind of at a point because she was kind of interested in other religions, like a mm-hmm. mixture of a okay. bunch of different things. Yeah, It caused me to really search out the validity of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. some more apologetics. Yeah. Like, well, why do I believe what I believe in? Is this really right. the true belief mm-hmm. system? And yeah. what makes this right and other ones wrong? Or how yeah. do I know that yeah. Jesus really did this, this, and that? Yeah. You know, I think so. that's fair question. Yes. I don't think we should believe in something. Oh, she agrees. Oh, <laughs> poor babe. <laughs> do you want to take her out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Outside, it's fine. <laughs> Life for two years. You can give it. Go. Okay, she's gonna take care. No, it's fine. I have two kids. But I just got this. This is normal. Several times. This is so normal. This is so normal. This is so normal. This is so normal. This Shoot, you guys said that you were at four away. Yes, <laughs> thank oh, you. Yes. Good question, guys, because I believe that I don't think we should just believe in something or follow something just because we're told to. Like you said, you grew up in the church, and I feel like a lot of us just do it because we're told to. Right. And we're not really told why. Right. <laughs> yes. No one says because of this. Like, and no one, I, listen, in my opinion, no one truly goes deep, deep, deep into, you know, well, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Mm-hmm. Why did he have to become man? Mm-hmm. You know, why did he have disciples? You know, right. all these things. And so I, I think that's fair. So, okay, you met Gabby on Twitter, and she's like, you know, ser- searching all these religions is what I'm hearing mm-hmm. from you. So mm-hmm. then what happened? So I end up because I was a new Christian at that time, mm-hmm. and I was just so um, consumed and had a lot of zeal for just the gospel and what God had done in my life that I just felt compelled to share with anybody mm-hmm. that I loved. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> Gabby being the closest person to me, I started to share with her all the time. So as I was reading my Bible mm-hmm. and learning new things, I would share with her. Mm-hmm. But she was more defensive and combative about it okay. because she wasn't there yet. Yeah, And so she would... <clears throat> kind of antagonize me or, you know, call me Billy Graham. What's the other one? Charles Wendell. <laughs> Charles oh Wendell, you know. Little Alison Bag in there. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. That's funny. <laughs> that was her little lightweight persecution. Yeah. But, hey, I would take that. Like, I like Billy. Chuck is all right with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I began to pray with her nonstop all the time. Mm-hmm. I became more concerned with her salvation than my own. Mm. So I would just pray for her all the time with her. We do Bible studies. We have friends that we form this group called The Circle. We would do a mm-hmm. Bible study every Wednesday. We'd get like 50 people to show up at an apartment. Wow. And do, a Bible do you still study. do that? No, that fizzled out. Okay. Um, but in that season, it was very helpful to all of us because you have a bunch of millennials, a bunch of 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seeking truth, and nobody really knows what truth is. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of helped us in that season, but... Uh, maybe about a year, year and a half after dating, uh, Gabby came to the point where she realized her sinfulness. She started to understand what Christ had done for her mm-hmm. by dying on the cross. And 
And she, like I said, about a year and a half later, ended up placing her faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And she was baptized. Amen. After. Bless God. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And so how old are you now? I'm 29. How old is your wife? She is 28. Okay. Awesome. So very young. Just like you, you are you? 30? 31? 30. 30. I'm 31. Very young too. <laughs> yeah. well, um, how long have you guys been married now? We just had our three year anniversary Aww. in September. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, yeah, and then one on the way, and one on the way in November. Do you know what you're having? A boy. Oh, oh yeah. so sweet. That's so sweet. So married now. So with once you guys were both saved, did you feel like you had challenges you faced just as a married couple? As do you feel like your marriage has been attacked because you're serving the kingdom, especially being a young couple? Sure, good mm-hmm. question. You know, I think that in in spiritual warfare, there's no such thing as friendly fire. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is the enemy doesn't attack his own. And mm-hmm. God's kingdom doesn't attack his own. There, mm-hmm. there's I like the way you put that. Opposition. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> going at each not, other. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's you have, uh, you're in a battle. Mm-hmm. And you don't see the battle, but you're very much engaged in this war. So one of the things early on in our relationship and, and into marriage that we struggle with, or I should say in our engagement, was sexual morality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that we were sexually active before we got married, which is wrong, is mm-hmm. wrong, and we were living together, and a lot of people have their opinions about that, but that's another conversation. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, with that was the temptation to continue to be sexually immoral and impure. So that was something that we both struggled with, and we both agreed that was wrong mm-hmm. and that it didn't glorify God. And so we had to make radical changes in our relationship to honor God in that way and to be pure and uh, to, you know, keep each other accountable to living how God would have us to live. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's just one example. There's, you know, other areas that we face with, like normal day-to-day things that come up, yeah. you know, just in life, you know, death, loss of friendships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Do you feel like your circle has gotten smaller because of your radical changes just in your life? Oh, most definitely, because mm-hmm. you're you're not going to. You, it, it's hard to pursue righteousness and still maintain close friendships with mm-hmm. people who aren't pursuing righteousness. Yeah, see, we say that all the time, oh, so I wanted someone else so to say that <laughs> all the time. Now you still have those friends. Maybe you still talk to them, but mm-hmm. it's not how it was before. Exactly, mm-hmm. because. Exactly. There's been a change in your heart, and so that leaves you on a different trajectory in yeah. your life. And you get new friends. God blesses yeah. you with a new community of believers who are going to help you, encourage you, love you. Mm-hmm. Change causes stuff. change. Yeah. That's when you change, the, it, just automatically the things around you are going to change. Like mm-hmm. interactions with people, where you're going, where you're hanging out, where you're yeah. spending your time. All that changes, and whether you want it to or not, whether you're trying to make it different or mm-hmm. not, things just it just changes. Yeah, but that might that actually is beneficial. Yeah. I always say that's a benefit because mm-hmm. obviously some of the friends I lost along the way, mm-hmm. I'm shining now. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you feel like as far as friends that you've lost, or do you, in your opinion, do you feel like it is good or healthy to keep maybe? Certain friends that may not be believers or may not be saved just so they can simply see the light through you and your wife and your marriage. See what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think definitely there's that aim. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that the sole reason why you hold on to that relationship? Mm-hmm. I don't think so sure. necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think it's a large component. Yeah. 
Uh, but with those people that I am still friends with, mm-hmm. I mean, I genuinely love them mm-hmm. you know, as a brother mm-hmm. or a sister. Mm-hmm. And so because I love them, therefore I share the gospel with them mm-hmm. or share Christ or share my experiences or present to them. I mean, they know me. Yeah. They know me from mm-hmm. the old Lyndon yeah. who was living life differently to now a new Lyndon. Mm-hmm. And so it warrants them to ask the questions like, well, what is it about you? Like, what changed? Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then that's a springboard for, mm-hmm. you know, a bigger conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But I would say, you know, most of the friends I was hanging with, same with Gabby, uh, in our former life, if you will, we're not, you know, we don't have a real sure. relationship with mm-hmm. many of them today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also so. This, this is called saved by grace. Do you feel? I know the answer to this, but do you feel you were saved by grace? <laughs> if grace hadn't saved me, I wouldn't be saved at all. Yes, <laughs> come through. So, come yes. <laughs> I'm too I'm too raggedy of a person to be saved by anything else. Hey, you got some good lines. Like <laughs> this is so good. Oh my god, I that's like Abby. Oh my god, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> That's man, that was good. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, well, we appreciate you being here, Jessica. You have anything to add? Or no, like you are, you, you and your wife are the bomb. Yeah. Dude, you Thank guys you guys so much for coming. <laughs> Seriously, shout out to Kelly Doucette. <laughs> right, Kelly. <laughs> shout out to you, <laughs> Lyndon. Do you have anything going on that you want to share, promote, or do you want to invite people to your church? Anything? This is now you. So your moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know more than anything, church is important. Christian fellowship is important, but I think above all else is that it's that deep personal communion with Christ on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we could look up and watch what's going on in the world today and be so perplexed about why things are like this right now and where is God at in the midst of all this. Mm-hmm. And it's I see it feels like you can be disencouraged, you can mm-hmm. lose heart, but I would encourage us to read our Bibles more faithfully, to study God's Word more faithfully, to seek to know him more personally in our lives and that it will cause people to ask the question of what is the hope that we have that's carrying us in this life and on to the next life. So I would just encourage people to seek Christ above all else. That would be my last thing to promote. Yes. Well, thank you. You guys are incredible. Bars. Hashtag. Thank you again. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we always take a break the month of December. So, but we'll be back. Yeah. Um, Christmas, New Year's, you, you will hear from us. But again, no new episodes until that time. So, enjoy the rest of your December and we'll catch y'all at Christmas time. Bye. Bye.